What you're about to hear is of a general nature and doesn't take into account your personal financial situation, needs or objectives. We recommend you seek financial advice before making any decisions about your super and consider the relevant Unisuper product disclosure statement. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Super Informed Radio, our official Unisuper podcast, which I might add, turns one this episode. My name is Lyndon. I'm Marta. And I'm Rob. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. It has been an interesting year. It's been a good year. It's been a wild ride. (laughs) (laughs) It has. And we are very thankful to you, our loyal listeners, for tuning in and... um, uh, offering suggestions and and feedback, it's been it's been really really great. While we're here, I would if you are subscribing to us through any of the podcast apps, could you please 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 give us a like and a rating as it helps other people find our podcast and it makes us feel good too. So what have we got coming up today, Marta? Well, I came across some research um, a couple of weeks ago around the fact that young women tend to be bad at budgeting. And as a young woman myself, I was rather offended. But as I read on, um, it posed some interesting thoughts and suggestions into my head. So I did a bit of digging and it turns out that a few of our members um, have driven this research. So I thought we could bring in James Avanatakis and Lauren Stanley from Western Sydney Uni to chat to us about their research and what they've found and what some next steps are. Now, I should just clarify, Marta, it wasn't that women are bad at budgeting, was it? It was just that their their um, strengths in budgeting are somewhat different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as we'll shortly hear, their research found that young women tend to be more confident when it comes to shorter term budgeting, so planning for a holiday or things like that, but were a little bit more overwhelmed when it came to longer term things like investing or super. So let's have a listen to what... James and Lauren have to say about their research. So, James and Lauren, thanks for joining us in our studio, or all remotely as it were. Um, Could you tell us, maybe Lauren, could you tell us a little bit about um, the survey you guys have started to conduct and what prompted or what drove it? Um, So, basically, uh, last year I became involved with um, the New South Wales Council of Social Service and they run a young women's advisory roundtable um, and they're also they're also running or currently running a campaign called a new year for women which was started highlighting really damning statistics around women and fi- their financial literacy and their financial situation mm-hmm. across uh, mostly in New South Wales but also across Australia so on the back off the back of that um, I was also running the women's collective at Western Sydney University on the Parramatta campus so we decided to run a forum talking about financial literacy for women and for young women, just to highlight those and get experts together to try and start nutting out why this is happening and what we can start to do to look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from that, uh, James was actually on our panel, and mm-hmm. then this piece of research started to drop out of the back of that. So when we when we talk about financial literacy, uh, Lauren, it sort of sounds like a simple enough concept, you know, being financially literate, but it sort of covers a bit more than that really, doesn't it? What what exactly is meant by financial literacy? When we look at financial literacy, I think it's not it's not just talking about being literate with numbers and knowing um or not just about knowing about interest and things like that, but it's also being able to apply it to your everyday life. 
and to be able to make sure that it's working in your life as well. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 not just about a mathematical approach. It's about knowing what to use and when and what institutions to to engage with. So I think the other thing here is uh, that it does give. It's about having people having a sense of control uh, over their finances, so they can make you know informed decisions. They they can you know have they they can be they can deal with unex, un, unexpected sort of you know uh, expenses. You know, one of the ways to think about it is if someone if someone you know gets an unexpected two thousand dollar bill, like you know, do they know what to do? How they can respond to that? To that? So it's it's being prepared for the unexpected. Um, but like I said, it's it's more of a uh, best to think about. It. It's not like the just the, the theoretical knowledge, but more the as, as Lauren said, the sort of the, the everyday life knowledge about dealing with money and planning for your for your future, as well as um, unexpected events. Mm. Um, were there any sort of really interesting or unexpected findings that have come out of your work so far? Look, I think, I mean, a little bit about the survey. Uh, it's, um, I suppose, that, that, as Lauren said, that the survey came out of the, the, the workshop or the, the forum that, that she organised. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, my, my interest in this originally was merely an interest of social justice. I mean, some of the, the statistics about how many women, you know, how, how much the, the rate of homelessness for older women um, and the, the low levels of sort of uh, superannuation that women um, have uh, was really, for me, really confronting. I, I didn't know and, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I consider myself, I'm a, I'm a professor of sociology, so I consider myself a pretty informed guy, but the fact that I didn't know this really shocked me. And so we, we wanted to do a survey that just began to, to gauge the, the level of engagement with finance for, for young women was, was the main focus of the survey. And it is only stage one. And we did focus on, um, on young women. And we compared it to some of the international research that's done. And I suppose the, the, the thing that's most surprising is just how much this research or our findings reflect some of the international comparisons, say if we compare to parts of Europe or to the United States, just how similar um, um, they they are in their outcomes, which is that you know women have a, 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 a you know we didn't do the relative comparison, but in comparison to international studies, that the levels of, of literacy amongst financial women, finan- uh, financial literacy amongst young women, are very low. I was just going to add that I think that um, it was also very surprising to me. Even though I was working in uh, the space around how women experience the world, I found it still really surprising how much gender roles and how women are treated in society and how that actually reflects in their finances and their attitude to finances. I think it's a really understated part of this um, this whole issue around financial literacy. So we, we do know that, you know, we do know from other research done around, especially around education, that, that young, you know, that there's unconscious biases, even if, you know, teachers and parents, they tend to direct, um, you know, young girls away from learning about the, the, the STEM subjects, you know, including mathematics. And so it creates from very young, from a very young age, as young as four or five or six, um, young girls are discouraged to, to, to learn about you know, mathematics and, and sort of the more the hard sciences. And it's interesting how, you know, in, in the studies, this this was, you know, I, even though you know, people were undertaking response to the survey, wouldn't have known, you know, probably wouldn't have researched this area, 
they talked about or they indicated that they were you know directed away from learning about um, this you know about finance from their families and from their uh, and and from their their teachers. Mm, that's really fascinating and kind of annoying at the same time. But I'm going to chime in <laughs> for our listeners here. Um, actually, most of because considering most of our members, just us or a smidge over half of our members are women. Um, and some of our listeners may feel a little bit outraged to say that they met that generally speaking, they may not know more uh, about they may not know about their finances as much as men. Um, did your studies at this stage um, canvas men at all, or sort of try and draw a comparison between the genders? Look, we didn't. We didn't at this stage. We didn't interview um, males. Um, we we will do that in the in the next phase of the subject. It's uh, it's interesting to understand sort of the relationship that people have with money more broadly. But we did draw, I suppose, the comparison that we drew with men was more from the other other international comparisons that we undertook. So we, we did sort of two levels of comparison. One was how how did Australian women who entered the survey compare to, um, to sort of the international counterparts, but then also how did that compare to sort of the international males. Um, so the next stage of the subject will definitely canvas the, the attitude and, and, and confidence and, and knowledge of men. Um, one of the findings was uh, that women were actually confident when it comes to short-term budgeting, um, not so confident in, with the long-term budgeting. Do you put that down simply to financial literacy? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I mean, I suppose in, in some ways a short-term saving is, is obviously the, the, the easiest um, or the most basic way of engaging with money, sort of saying, okay, well, I'm going to go on a holiday next year, so I need to save, you know, five thousand dollars for that, and off I go. Um, I suppose financial literacy, you know, when we start talking about that sense of that sense of control for both now and into the future, I suppose into the future, into the longer term future, where we see that breakdown of, of literacy happening, um, and that's I suppose because it is it is a bit more complicated, you know, engaging with things like compound interest or you know, um, you know, like talking about things like, you know, you know if you, you talk about mutual funds, you know, when you talk about balanced trust versus, you know, more aggressive or you know, funds or, you know, same with superannuation, we, um, we, you know, we do see that that because it does require a lot more engagement, a lot more, I suppose, literacy generally about mathematics, um, that that is, I think, one of the reasons why it does fall apart or, you know, just does collapse when we look at longer-term planning. I think longer-term planning also isn't just necessarily budgeting. It's, all, it's also around uh, investment and those sort of things, which, as James was saying, is more complex. And when when you also when we looked at the survey, when we looked at other surveys, we found that there's also a, a, a measure of anxiety when it comes to actually dealing with money. And I think when you're looking at short-term budgeting, it's quite simple. But then we're starting to make it more complex, the levels of anxiety get higher. And in these other surveys, they also found that people, uh, or especially women, their reaction to being anxious or around dealing with these more complex issues was that they just didn't think about it or they tried not to think about it. I know here at Unisuper we've got a number of resources that all of our members, but particularly relevant for women in this context in terms of financial literacy, and and we'll um, mention some of those a little bit later on. But Lauren and James, are there any things that you would recommend that women could do sort of now to improve their financial literacy? Yeah, look, I mean, this is part of the the thing that our research has taken us to, is that 
there is so much great information, you know. I, I mean, you know, I, I, I'll I'm a member of UniSuper, and I think the information that, that um, you put forward is, is, is awesome. Um, and, you know, I mean, we can look at the ASIC website and there's Financial Literacy Australia, and they're all really great websites. But I think, there's, there's, there's a, you know, there's, the, the challenge for us is both to get people to engage with that information but then also to to look back to look backwards to look at the where the, these um, unconscious biases emerge and discourage women from engaging in 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 in, um, in the STEM subjects, especially around mathematics and finance, and encouraging and, and, and breaking down those barriers. So it's almost like there's, there's yeah. So there's, 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 that's the big challenge is getting people to engage with all the great information that's out there. And there are a lot of really good um, um, organisations that produce great information. But also, like I said, is, is getting us and parents to be aware that, that, you know, especially in the contemporary world where, um, you know, where, you know, a lot of young people are going to face, you know, the sort of the, the gig economy where, where you know, that, that sort of guaranteed regular income over 20 years is, is much less likely. It's really important that we look at financial literacy as a um, you know, as 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 a as a, a fundamental part of learning about being citizens and and, and and surviving in this in this economy. Yeah. Um. Well, completely agree. Obviously, engagement uh, with with um, your finances and superannuation is is very important. And you touched on it there, James. Particularly, I think conversations should be had earlier about about super and and budgeting. How early in life should that actually? occur do you think should it be happening in, in high schools or primary school look I think I think the, the thing that I've learned as an educator is that um, you can talk to to students about almost any topic at any time in their development as long as you make it relevant so the idea to talk about I suppose you know if you're talking to a, say a 14 year old you know for a, a class of 14 year olds be it boys and, or girls if you start talking about superannuation or when they retire when they're they're 60, you know, or 65. You know, the the issue there is that for that person, you know, being old is 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 18, not 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 65, and so they're not mm-hmm. going to pay attention. But the question is, how do we make how do we make um, that, those kinds of decisions relevant in their lives today? And that's the, that's a challenge for I think for educators. I don't think it's ever too early to start educating people about about finance and about planning ahead. The challenge, I suppose, in this area is for us to ensure that it's um, that it's really relevant. And it could be about pocket money. It could be about saving for Christmas. It could be about saving for schoolies. Look, you know, looking well ahead um, more than just that, that. You know, like the end of the year for, mm-hmm. for Christmas. But I think that kind of planning and, and, and longer term budgeting is, is fundamental. And part of what we could be teaching as well is gendered attitudes. The thing that that that's a really that has a really big effect on this and people's, especially young women's uh, um, attitude towards finances. So even not necessarily going into act, teaching actual finance or financial literacy, but teaching about attitudes or broadening gender role attitudes can still influence people the way that they're going to think and the way that they're going to interact with their personal finances. In the future. And uh, I, I believe I read that uh, the, the results of the survey we've been discussing are preliminary. What's the more detailed research that you need to conduct from this point? And, you know, if members were interested in being involved in it, how can they get involved and what can they do? Yeah, that's okay. We, look, we, we're, we're undertaking, a, there's, there's probably three things that we're kind of doing simultaneously at the moment. 
One is um, is looking at doing a bit of a review about all the information that is out there and kind of seeing which one is, which which information is most appealing, um, and seeing how we can. Um, how we can find different ways to deliver it, and so one of the things we're investigating is the possibility of, you know, of, uh, of delivering it through uh, a mechan- uh, like an education mechanism, like online learning or an app or something like that. So that's that's one of the things that we're researching, and we formed a, we're forming a bit of a, a consultative group to do that amongst some um, some young students at the university. Um, the second thing that we're we're looking at doing is actually doing some more research around people's engagement and understanding um, of superannuation. And I know there's some pretty clear patterns established in the superannuation industry about, you know, um, you know, the number of people that, say, have money in a super fund, but how engaged they are in that super fund, and that varies considerably. So understanding why people don't engage more with their... their um, their super fund um, is, I think, a really interesting area of research that we're considering. So we're trying to build up on some of that research at the moment. And the third thing is, again, going we'll, we'll go out with a broader. We're aiming to go out with a broader uh, survey to survey both men and women um, and see what um, you know. Again, to see sort of how they would engage or, or which parts are weaker. So there's kind of three levels. Um, we haven't. Um, got a timeline on exactly what we're we're waiting to do that, but we are planning to kick that off um, in 2018. Excellent. You'll have to keep us posted so we can um, get our members involved. Uh, James and Lauren, thanks so much for your time this morning or this afternoon, wherever you're listening. (laughs) Um, We really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. No, great topic. Really great to discuss. Thanks so much. So if you're keen to build any skills, knowledge and confidence in managing your finances, we've got our very own Money Savvy tool um, on Member Online, which is a series of interactive activities designed to improve your money management skills and covers things like everyday budgeting, investment basics, investing for the future, retirement planning and protecting your money. So actually covers some of the stuff that we've been talking about today. If you're interested, simply go to unisuper.com.au forward slash member online and you can access it through the resources tab. And for the little is, we've got Money Confident Kids, which we've developed with T. Rowe Price, which is designed to give kids a leg up about um, how money works through various activities and games. And there's even something there for the parents as well, so that you can help instill some good money behaviours with your children from an early age. That is also uh, in our member online facility. So go to unisuper.com.au forward slash member online, and you'll find that there under the resources tab. That draws us to the close of our anniversary episode of Super Informed Radio. It does, but we'll be back next month. We will. Yeah, we will Excellent. indeed. And in 2018. Yes. yes, we will have some corker episodes for everyone. Um, We've been renewed for another year. <laughs> oh, what a relief. <laughs> um, so you can find a link to the research that Lauren and James are conducting and any of the resources that we've talked about in our show notes. If you've got a question that you'd like us to explore in future episodes, feel free to drop us a line at superinformed at unisuper.com.au. You can also catch up on past episodes or subscribe to us through Apple Podcasts, Overcasts, or just on our website at unisuper.com.au forward slash podcasts. Thanks very much for listening, everyone. See you later. Bye.